0: What we do here is go back, 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 back,
1: back, back. Hi guys and welcome to another Weekly Genre Podcast. Uh, this week I'm hosting, uh, this is Andy Walker's voice and his voice... Just your to voice? <laughs> <laughs> the person's not here. <laughs> uh, joining me, Daniel Pala and Julia Breckley, you two young guys from the Mini Meme Podcast. How are you guys doing? Um,
0: yeah, we're good. How awesome.
1: Are you? I, I can't complain. I mean, although it should feel like You know, it feels like a Friday, it should be a Friday. Um, It is
0: Friday in my heart.
1: It's been the longest week (laughs) ever. Um, I second that, it feels very long, like Mm -hmm. super long. Mm -hmm. But yeah, let's get into this week's uh, stories. This Uh, is
0: relatable content already, we're doing so well.
1: (laughs) Definitely, (laughs) well this is definitely relatable uh, to the people at home. Uh, anyone who's ever used a messaging service or social network or a phone in general. Uh, will be excited to hear that new emojis are coming to your handset or um, your social media. Stop you thing. there,
0: the plural is emoji.
1: Right, yes. I actually Thank joke you. emoji what? in the headline. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not emojis. Then. It's
0: not emojis. Really? You can't put an S on the end of that, no. Oh, okay.
1: 157 more of them as well expected in June.
0: 157? Uh, yes. Why that number?
1: Uh, interesting story. They actually, uh, you know how you get variations of different emoji, like you can change skin tone. Um, in this particular update, they're adding new hairstyles to a few of the good old emojis. So, <laughs> uh, for instance, you get you can get jededs now, you can get curly-head people, um, you can also get a bald. Can you get like dreadlocks? <gasps> uh, <dreadlocked? gasps> Unfortunately not, no, uh, they, they neglected that it's update. There's
0: only different hairstyles for white hair, Daniel. Uh-huh.
1: That's why people dreadlocks, too.
0: Yeah, we don't talk about them. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can also have a bald person and <laughs> gray-haired people. So mm. lots of inclusion there. Uh, also, if you're feeling particularly super or, you know, amped for Deadpool 2 coming up this year, oh, yeah. uh, you can also add superhero emojis to your messages. You can
0: add them oh, to your messages. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question. Is this just going to be, like, how is it going to be, um, what's the word, like, Implemented. Put on your f- implemented, <laughs> there
1: we go. So generally, these companies like Facebook and Google and all those guys, um, they have to sort of adopt the new Unicode standard, which is basically a standard that covers all emoji. Mm-hmm. Um, and once they include that update in their devices and software and code and all that, uh, the new emojis will be automatically added, basically. So we don't really have to you know, worry about adding them to the devices or to Facebook or whatever. They will sort of just be there but it's going to mm. take a, a while because usually these vendors only adopt the new emojis by, like, say, August, September. Because mm. it takes a while to filter through. Um, but yeah, I mean, once we get them, you know, we info quite a cheat. There's also alarm emoji. <laughs> there are bare legs, which
2: could be an I interesting one bare to use. But in different be context. a bit more anxious because I'm one of those people. who t- Probably it takes me quite a while to figure out which emoji I actually want to use. <laughs> and you end up scrolling through the pages. Definitely. So I'm just thinking with 150, what, 157 more. 157. Jeez.
0: I was going to say it's <laughs> the complete opposite for me, where uh, I couldn't care less because I use five emoji. Mm-hmm. Um, I- even in my recently used, I probably got about 10 on there. And th- those are the ones I use. I don't really like change it up very much.
2: Do you reckon there's going to be another emoji movie too? Oh, know? I'm sure. <laughs> oh it, yeah, I mean, it made money. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> why not?
2: Yeah, these will be
1: added sometime this year. I mean, we don't have an official date yet, but Unicode 11, which will be part of, you know, which will include these emojis, will be out in June. So, all you developers out there, get excited Straight right to... now. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from emoji to something more uh, interesting, I guess. <laughs> <Block> <laughs> Real <chain>. component. <laughs> Thing, things are, are blockchaining together.
0: Cool. You know, mm, they're they're <laughs> blocking the chain
1: together.
2: Um, I think is the correct. Yeah, Daniel. In take in us take us to this crazy story. What's probably going to be one of the most historical developments in the blockchain scene in South Africa. Um, a company called Faceta. They deal in blockchain surveillance systems. So basically, um, they've got uh, pretty much security um, solutions where they use AI, machine learning, and the blockchain, and something called a fog network. I still have mm. to read that on a fog network. Fog. Fog. Fog, Yeah, so it's pretty much uh, from, I haven't actually read into it, but it's more like a bunch of um, blockchain miners, more or less borrowing people's computers. Wait, now
0: they're using children. No, 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 no. miners. <laughs> no.
2: I'm <laughs> so just kidding. Like, okay, so it's, um, I think for them to power this solution, they use uh, blockchain miners, right? And... Uh, from what uh, I understood, it actually speeds up the whole process because these guys deliver um, real-time um, video analytics and um, some very fancy stuff there. But anyway, um, this guy, um, Robert Pochier, I don't know if I pronounced that right, is the CEO of a company called FASTA. It's based in Joburg, and they managed to raise, or oh, he claims they raised $10 million bucks in 20 seconds. Rands? Yes. No, U.S. U.S.? <laughs> yes, Uh, in 20 seconds.
0: Wait, how much again?
2: 10 um, that's 10 million. That should be billion
0: or million? Million, M-, M or B? M, okay, all right,
2: in 20 seconds. Uh, which is impressive. I mean, that's doesn't still matter a where ton of, are, of money, <laughs> yeah, a ton of money. Um, so they did this through a token they have, it's called uh, Face Face Coin. <laughs> face,
0: why are these people so bad at naming things?
2: Um, I think it has to be. I, I'm not really um familiar with the like naming even conventions. Even the word but blockchain but is it a comes terrible from, word. I think with this, it comes from the name of the company. So, Facesitter or... I mean, uh, how how okay. long until Facebook decides they want that name? Then? Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, that's going to be interesting. You mean uh, like
0: Zuck coin or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's not very... It doesn't roll off the tongue. Okay, so,
2: so for the specifics of this, um, this guy sold... So, the one face, face token that they have, it's equivalent to zero point one u s dollars so in this pre token sale they managed to sell hundred and sixteen thousand two hundred and forty five uh no sorry, one hundred sixty million two hundred and forty five thousand two hundred and twenty six uh face tokens, so we tried to calculate that, and that turned out to be around eleven point six million roughly wow. which they actually raised. So there's a cool video on, if you check out the um, the article, there's a cool video where they actually do a countdown to when they stop the sale. And you can just see a bar just going through there and they're just raking in this coin. I just don't so understand um, it. So b- they set for um, an ICO next week on Thursday. So that should be something to look out for.
0: Dope if you're into that kind of thing.
2: Everyone should be into this. Especially after this, I um, think I was starting my own company. <laughs>
0: Even after the Bitcoin drop.
2: No, but look at this guy. In, in the face of, this was during when um, the global uh, stock markets were on, on the plunge and everything wasn't working well. I th- and I think um, Andy was talking about um, blockchain dropping to how much? on um, This was on, on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's, uh yeah, it's quite impressive. I think for me, what I, I actually found interesting about this story is it shows that there's actually more useful things that we can do with the blockchain and these guys have gone on to prove it, which I think is, or could be reason why they've been so successful about it. Because um, if you look at how um, CCTV has been implemented and the valuable things you can do by hooking that up on the blockchain, then you know, it's incredible.
1: I mean, does, does every blockchain sort of, I don't want to say invention, but does mm-hmm. every blockchain solution have to have its own sort of, Token system, so n-
2: n- not necessarily for them. Uh, for face the reason why they wound up going this route is it's seeming an easier way to raise um capital mm. for a startup. Um, I was going through this guy's white paper, so it's basically a document that shows you how they came up with the solution, like and what they intend to do, yep. how many uh tokens or coins they intend to sell. So, so for them, um, I think they're going to use what it's close to what roughly most of the money is going to go towards um, R&D and, um, you know, improving the solution. So it's not necessarily that if you're using blockchain in your app or in your startup, or that you have to use like an ICO to raise money, but it can be very useful.
0: Good.
2: Yeah, I mean, this probably isn't
1: the first and only sort of blockchain no. development mm-hmm. we're going to
2: see this year. Mm-hmm. Either. I think after this, this is probably going to set uh probably a trend i think we're going to see a lot more people going down this route, and i'm not so i'm um, sure it will be as successful because i was checking out this guy's um company the uh, team he has on board he's got um quite a lot of um experienced people so i think he knows what he's doing but we're still have to verify um and probably going to have to talk to this guy find out how he did it cool
1: well you guys should <laughs> check that out on venture um yeah moving along to gear now Um, Hadley's not here because he's actually sorting out um, admin for his trip to MWC coming up later this month, the Lucky Burger. Mm. Um, But related to that is some Huawei news. Uh, The company sent out their press press invites this week for their upcoming MWC sort of soiree. Were they gonna launch their new devices? Um, Allegedly two devices.
0: Huawei soiree. I know, that was actually kinda (laughs) cool.
1: But yeah, these two devices are reportedly gonna have three cameras at the back. Um, Yeah, so not one, not two, but three. Um, Personally, I think it's dumb. Hadley thinks it's possibly the best idea ever. Um.
0: We're not gonna rest until the entire back of a phone (laughs) is covered in cameras. (laughs) Guys, come on. No, but
2: hang on. Um, I'm not really that much into, you know, like phone cameras and everything, but I'm, into the photography and everything. But what's the advantage of having more than one camera on a phone?
1: That's a good question. I mean, some, some device manufacturers like LG have two specific cameras with two specific lenses over mm. the top. So in the case of the G5, one of the cameras were, was a widescreen, so you could sort of have a bigger field of view in, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. in the picture you're taking. Mm-hmm. And the other camera was a telephoto, so you could kind of have a more focused subject within the picture. Um, Huawei's older phones used two cameras at the same time to take the same image. Um, One sensor would have, uh, be able to sense monochrome, Mm -hmm. uh, such as black and white, and the other one would be a full RGB sensor. So when you Mm -hmm. stitch those two together, you kind of have more detail. Um, But they're not really sure what the three camera setup's gonna do. There's talk of Huawei perhaps combining all three pictures into like this 40 megapixel three lens, mega smartphone camera thing. Um, there's also talk of, you know, one specific other camera for wide angle. Um, basically, we have no idea yet, but it's
0: I have a question, to How many like, cell phone photographers take photos for not a cell phone screen? Because I imagine the, the majority of people using a cell phone camera are intending their photos to be seen on other phones. Yeah. Like, why do you need such intense like cameras when, I mean, there are obviously cell phone photographers and there's people making movies with iPhones and that's dope, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it's such a tiny part of the market that it seems a bit ridiculous. That's
1: actually a good question, but I think it's, it's more about marketing than it is about the actual practical uses. I mean, Samsung's also dipping its toes into oh. the dual camera market this year as well. And it's sort of like a, if you don't have a dual camera phone, you sort of, l- you know, left behind by the rest of the pack. Um, I remember I was at a, I can't remember what event I was at a couple of years ago where this guy had a, I think it was a, a Nikon 5100D, something like that. Um, sorry, D5100, and he was obviously snapping photos for the event, and I asked him like, oh yeah. dude, you still use a DSLR, like, I was kind of drunk, but <laughs> dude, you still, you still use a DSLR to take pictures. What do you think of smartphones taking over? And he's like, I see them as a geo-threat. Um, but personally, I don't really see that at all. I mean, you're still going to have DSLRs. You're still going to have specific use cameras. Um, you have mirrorless cameras now as well, which basically, you know, you have all the advantages of a DSLR um, in a more compact body with bigger sensors. Um, so I don't think smartphones are going to replace cameras anytime soon. Mm-hmm. What they are going to allow you to do is you know, upload higher quality pictures to, like, say, Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, record sort of off the cuff moments in high quality video, like 4K video. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm arguing the fact that we Would don't really need three cameras.
0: Would three cameras help with low light? Because I, that's something that phone yeah, cameras I, I really like need to get their the shit yeah. together like The innovation
2: is more or less solving problems that aren't there. Yeah. Whereas they're not actually you know, like taking on, like I've, I've seen people struggle with low light um, mm. photos and everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a chance, depending on how Huawei implements the, the three lenses, um, whether they are going to use all three snapping the same picture at the same time, Always a, they're going to use one for one different application and another one for a wide lens application or something. It all depends on you know, how they use all three together and how the software manages to sort of compensate after the fact. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting launch. Um, the phone should probably be called the P11 or the P20. Uh, they could be P20? Two phones. <laughs> yeah.
0: Why, what happened to the teens?
1: I, I don't really know. The last one was the P10, so it could be the P11, but P20 kind of sounds. Yeah, but then
0: they've got to go to P21, which does not sound (laughs)
2: good. That's why there's no. Yeah, definitely. P17.
0: (laughs) What about P18? Those all sound cool. You just got to get past 11.
2: The camera names. There's three cameras on there. They all have names, I think. What? Sevins actually the. (laughs) I'm so confused. (laughs) Three cameras. So that's the P1. Um. Got you.
0: Yeah. Got you. you The the
1: P3. Uh, so this event's actually, well it says on the, on the invite that's the 27th of March, but I'm not sure if that's actually correct. Um, Why mm. would
0: the invite be incorrect, Andy?
1: No, because I swear MWC is this month. But anyway, um, we'll clarify that at a no, date. No, it's in March. Is it in March? Mm-hmm. Goodness, am I one month ahead already? Yeah. Well, I mean, I did think it was Friday earlier, so anyway. Um, but yeah, check that story out in gear. Um, consume it with all your... You might. Uh, some great stories and gear as well this, this week. Um, yeah, so that's the end of our regular content. <laughs> now we chat about what we're doing this week, what we are planning to do this weekend, what we've been watching, listening to, and all that good stuff. Uh, Julia, why don't you kick off?
0: I watched two movies this week. Oh, and one last week. Um, I've seen The Disaster Artist, Call Me By Your Name, and Black Panther. All of which I enjoyed very much. Um, the Disaster Artist, I really liked because I love The Room. I think it's an incredible, terrible film. And <laughs> there's just so much to unpack, like, theoretically, that I kind of just want to write a thesis she on just it. just
2: use incredible <laughs> and terrible
0: Yes, I, I'm i a sucker for very bad movies. I really enjoy watching bad movies. If you're like me, you have to check out The Room. It is a, a standard, or what's the... Flip, my words are just escaping me today. Um, The Disaster Artist is very funny, but I think it just kind of made me want to watch The Room more than it did make me want to re-watch The Disaster Artist. Mm -hmm. Um, Call Me By Your Name was the most romantic film I've ever seen. It's a queer film set in the 80s in Italy about um, the 17-year-old boy, and the supposed to be 24-year-old dude, but, like... He kind of the actor who plays a 30, and it's a bit controversial right now, in like the midst of Me Too, that on screen we're celebrating a film with a seventeen-year-old and a thirty-year-old. And so we, that politics aside, the actual film itself is very beautiful and poetic, and just like makes you love, love. Um, and then Black like nice. Panther was great, and I don't want to say more about that because I know people would kill me mm. if I say anything. Mm. Okay, so
1: much. what you can answer is. <laughs> Where does it sit on the Marvel hierarchy in terms of great Marvel movies and terrible Marvel
0: movies? Um, I haven't seen very many. I've seen all of the recent ones, but like I haven't seen Winter Soldier, which I know a lot of people consider to be the best Marvel film, so I don't know. I would say that it was, it's been my favorite so far. I would put it just above Thor Ragnarok because I think it deals with more intellectual issues and it's smarter film than Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok is very fun, but this film is fun and clever. Um, I would put it kind of on par with uh, Wonder Woman, maybe a little bit above Wonder Woman as well. That's kind of where I'm sitting with it. But I'll wait for my review. I think it's really my favorite part about that film is that it's just kind of proof that when you give, you give directors their own stories to tell or you give stories to directors who have a lot of like feeling and lived experiences that are surrounding the story, it just makes for such a powerful and poignant film that like films about nothing with directors who don't feel anything for the like what their content is it's like yeah, it's, I think it's kind of a stark difference to th- something like Spider-Man Homecoming where mm. there wasn't really a moral to it. It's not really that introspective. And so it becomes kind of something that you can forget. But Black Panther really has a heart to it that I think is really cool. And it's proof that we should be hiring minority filmmakers because they do good jobs. Mm.
1: So yeah. When is it? When is it out in essay?:
0: It's out on the 16th of February everywhere.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah.
2: Okay. Daniel? Um, I've been watching a series on, I think it's on Netflix, actually. It's called Happy. Um, it's incredibly funny and violent, but extremely funny. <laughs> Jesus, Daniel. <laughs> so you guys have to watch. <laughs> and um, I've also been watching uh, a documentary series called Cyber Cyberwar. Um, it's very insightful if you're really into that pr- um, privacy and tech and security and the intersection with geopolitics.
1: Cool. Like, is it a... What is it, like a
2: fictional series? No, or? no, it's a, actually um, a documentary thing. So okay. it's uh, by Vice. Oh, and, right. Um, they follow, um, uh, what's his name, Rob... I don't wanna fuck up the spelling. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to stop there. because <laughs> <it. laughs> I think it's Munchkin. No, I, c- I actually can't remember Mnook? how you
0: spell
2: it. No. M- exactly. yeah, you need it. Probably not the guy. To be yeah. fair, Munchkin's probably... <laughs> Munchkin's <laughs> a dope For guy. some reason, my <laughs> mind just going Munchkin, Munchkin. <laughs> But um, he's a very good um, <coughs> journalist and researcher and he's finding out, uh, like pretty much the things he talks about, um, stuff that you probably be um, not cognizant about, but it's actually going on and it's kind of scary. But that intersection of cyber war and geopolitics, it's, yeah, I think I'd recommend it to pretty much anyone who owns a phone and, and computers online.
1: <laughs>
0: cool. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of people. <laughs>
1: most of the planet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, is it? How many people have phones? I don't know. Quite
1: a few people. There are quite a few active Is it more than 50%? Planet. I believe it is. Well, at least in South Africa, I think it's more than 50%. Yeah,
0: I think South Africa is 60% right now.
1: Something it? like that, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, what am I doing? Um, I'm still watching Overwatch League. Uh, it's the final week of the first um, sort of part of the season. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, the team's going to the playoffs and all that. Uh, it's basically like Amer- how American sport is structured, but eSports and Overwatch, mm. and it's it's fantastic. Um, and I'm listening to some new music, but I mean I can't really comment on the artists, because um, I can't remember their names right now, it's just a random playlist I found on Google Music. Um, and in terms of games, I am playing Monster Hunter Worlds, which is pretty damn fun, but pretty frustrating at the same time as well. Uh, it's about this game where you into this fantasy realm full of dinosaurs and old creatures that you kind of have to hunt, uh, the name suggests. Um, And basically, you sort of loot your way up into better gear and better gear and better gear. And and eventually, you take down bigger monsters and bigger monsters. Um, So it's a (laughs) never-ending grind fest. (laughs) But I mean, people are enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Um, It's just the problem is it makes my room really hot because my PlayStation's in my room. And it's been really hot in Cape Town this Mm. week. so yeah, that's why I haven't been playing it as much. Um, but yeah, look forward to a review sometime this year. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully by the time I'll actually you know be able to slay something larger than my head. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's the podcast, guys. Um, thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on SoundCloud. Um, Please comment as well, tell us what you want to hear in the future, what you don't really like us talking about, what you think we could improve, Uh, we're always open to suggestions.
0: But also tell us why you love us.
1: That too, that's especially important.
0: I think that's most important.
1: (laughs) You can also follow us on our various social accounts, uh, Twitter, Facebook and Insta. Uh, Thanks once again. Bye. Bye. Bye.